Hello, Hello and, and welcome, welcome to, to Feats and Fables, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons streaming game just for adventurers like you. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Feats and Fables. If you want to watch us live and come hang out with us and chat, please join us on Monday nights on Twitch from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Our entire backlog is on our YouTube channel, and you can either listen to those or watch them at your leisure to catch up with the story. I'm Paige Lightman, your DM, and I'd like to welcome you to Aglarond. Aglarond is a peaceful pastoral nation of half-elves. Our heroes of Aglarond are part of the Foresters. They're a group of elite scouts and rangers charged with defending Aglarond's borders, particularly against undead from the evil fascist nation of Thay. The heroes are heading towards the Singing Sands, racing the nation of Thay to try and recover an ancient elven artifact. The Red Wizards wish to warp the artifact to their own evil ends. Previously, on Feats and Fables, our heroes are, have emerged from a cave, a shortcut to the Singing Sands. They're planning on making a large left-hand turn to go and try and rescue some Knoll matriarchs that have been held prisoner by agents of Thay. So let's meet our heroes. All right, we have Victor Toussaint, a human eldritch night fighter played by Ron Frank. I'm the only one still facing a hyena. I don't know if that means I did my job or I didn't do my job. Hard to tell sometimes. Uh, Wildfire, Joe Streaky will not be here tonight. He is not feeling well. We also have Ross, a lizard folk Drake Warden Ranger Barbarian, played by Coda of Codab's Games. Hello, everyone. We have Madagagar, a drow twilight cleric, played by Dr. Andrew Wong. You know, usually I enjoy being sandwiched by hyenas, but not like this. You should be so lucky. And we also have Belwyn, a dwarven paladin princess played by Ben Heisler. Well, let's see if we're not echoing. Are we echoing? Nope. All right, fabulous. Uh, yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. We're dealing with yeans and looking for gnolls, and I'm driving this crazy thing tonight. It's, uh, it's enough to make me want to drink. Bad, we're doing dry February into, have... into March. Oh, but wait, but wait, but wait, Kurgosh with the five month subscription. What, Kurgosh? Five months. Wait, wait, wait. In, in honor of my five month subversary, I would like to object to the excessive bio biology focused nature of this production. Kindly stop discriminating it. Okay, we can start with some chemistry, buddy. I am all over that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Ooh, and and let's with the gift sub. Oh, and yay. gelatinous rube with a big chunk of change into our inspiration challenge. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I realized after several weeks of trying to come up with inspiring quotes to put into our inspiration challenges, guys, that. Those quotes are actually the perfect job for Inspirobot, so please enjoy those Inspirobot-inspired quotes. 
in our inspiration chat. And, and put a link to InspireBot in the chat. Like, if you're feeling, like, overwhelmed by the nihilistic and absurdist nature of, uh, <laughs> of the world... Damn! Uh, Damn! InspireBot Inspire is... Is a good. It'll join you in that place. So should yeah. I just get real heavy in here? It's just me. I, yeah. Let's keep real life out of our D and D game. Heavy. Is there a problem with gravity in the future or something? <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, I better see if I can pull up the turn tracker for this here game we got. Yay! I, I, Oh, good, it's your fault? Even better. It's <laughs> yeah, not my fault, I just hadn't gotten to it yet. Meow, 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 meow. All I heard was the Han Solo. It's not my fault! <laughs> there we go. Everybody can see the turn order. We're a little more zoomed in. We're comfy here together in this terrible situation. For some reason, the game isn't on that turn order. Well, I guess we know that they've already decided to give up, so... That is, in fact, not the case. I mean, this is the normal thing, like, well, there's not a price on it, so it must be free, right? Right, exactly. Because everybody who works in retail loves that shit, right? They loves love it. it. Yeah. And, and as amazing uh, as... We need to transition to... Oh, my God, I need to get this over uh, one minute. Thank you, Brother Flounder. <laughs> All right, how about now? Well, I mean, it's transferring, but... All right! Hooray! Oh! Uh, since Joe it's... is not 100% tonight, Ben is doing our tech, uh, technical stuff for mm -hmm. this, uh, uh, tonight's show, so, um, pray look, for us. Look, oh, ow! First of all, <laughs> ow! Second of all, it's been a minute since I've had to do this, so let's all just... I would, like to, I would like to point to where has been in relation. I would like to point to the creation of cortisol uh, in this man's brain by my words. This is like a real life vicious mockery where damage is uh, indicated by cortisol levels. At least it's only a single point. It's yes. a free show. It's a free show, people. Yes. What, what, what is it? Uh, These people that, are paying that, money that is... now for us. Uh, I, I do have to say that I, I do have to say that that is oh. all right. Let's that is not actually true. As as we all know, yes, we all know that what these people actually have to pay, yeah, watching us dance for our new subscribers. Oh, oh, that's right. Yes, do we have let's go. Time? Play the music uh, page. Just, just play there the is music. no escape from the subscription music. Yeah, five bucks, five bucks. I wonder if Joe's gonna actually feel better once he sees we're done dancing. <laughs> this is Joe's long plot to get out of dancing for our subscribers. Yay! Uh, I think that's the cost that's actually being paid to watch this show. <laughs> May it be worth it. Oh, and thank you, Dan Goyet, Dan Slayer, for inspiration challenge points. Mwah! We know Paige danced just as much as everyone else. I did. So why are they helping you? Because <laughs> they like me, and because they know my dice are damn pathetic. That's true. pathetic. True. <sighs> Watch right. this TPK on this one fucking last hot giant. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit's coming, yo. She hasn't been wounded. Okay. Yes. Right. Well, I'm aware, but we still have both 
Victor and future Victor up there dealing with it. Yes. <laughs> although, although we don't have future Victor anymore because we don't have Wildfire. No. You can do it. I have faith in you. The TPK begins to spiral as we lose two characters immediately. <laughs> Amazing. Oh man, did we did we really leave off on Ross's turn? Yeah. That's huge. You're Ross. Yes, I know. <laughs> that Ross character, he's the worst. I mean, oh, man. Ross is actually not doing too great right now. Like he yeah. has a plethora of uh scrapes and bites from these uh Hyenas. I'm sorry, would you say that you have a plethora, a plethora of pinatas? <sighs> that one goes up to old Hey, for oh, anyone yeah. who's watched the three amigos in like the last three decades. All right. All right. Um, Don't worry. I'll, I'll pick you up if you drop. Yay. All right. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double move into. So, yep. I mean, yeah, yep. registered in like Chults, right? <laughs> I mean, Chult and Om and uh, probably. Ooh, Luskin. Luskin, yeah. Oh, that's a good Luskin, place. Definitely registered in Luskin. Oh, for sure. Uh, taking Anywhere. the place of future Victor, Ross is going to come up behind Victor and uh, provide some, some moral support as well as maybe a little bit of tactical support. But we all yes. know Victor's got. So I'm going to double move into order with my bonus action boost to uh, hightail it up here as well. Okay. You um, you don't happen to be able to get like another square further, could you? I don't think so. Let me take a look. Oh yeah, I can. Excellence. You can do Hugan it. Hugan approves. Done. Hugan approves. He's here. He's in my lap. That means that he gets my vote. Or I get his vote. Sure, or, sure. Yeah, there we go. I get his vote. All right. So, is that all you've got? Is, is move? I've, got, I've got a move, an action, and a bonus. Okay. Most of which was spent on moving. Fair enough. All right. Gene Queen says, I have a foe that is bloodied, and I have a foe that is covered in chunky armor. Hmm, let me think about this. What? Rass is also covered in chunky armor? I am also covered in chunky armor. Yes. Some of the squishy bits are starting to fall out. Yeah. Are you covered in as much chunky armor as as Victor? Plate man? Really? how familiar is this hyena with Dorvin made armor? <laughs> it knows it hurts her TVs. Okay, so I am gonna bite Ross. Offer you a 21 to hit, sir. That is going to hit, sadly. Ooh, that's a lot of damage. It's darn near max. Oh, snap, really? Yeah. It's 46. 46 plus 4, and I have 24. Oh, I thought you were interesting. Like, the number 4 and then the number 6. I also heard that and was like, uh, Paige, we maybe need to talk about death. I was was like, I I joked the TPK into existence if she's hitting us for 46. Why are you such a monster? Thank you, Dan Goyette and Kurgosh. You're lovely people. 
right. Well, um, being unable to uh, dodge that, I have uh, fallen down. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this hilarious uh, man slipping on banana peel icon. Oh, I just I just turned your um your token upside down. But, but man slipping. You can, you can put the you can put whatever tokens on it you like. Okay. That was good fun, fellow Oh, great! It's my turn now. Which one of these windows do I get to to actually uh, play my game? Uh, all right. So conveniently, my good friend Ross uh, moved forward and then fell down, which makes things much better for me. Uh, simply because now I can get another fight. Aura uh, is not on. It's not on my screen. Why are you turn it off? It. What, which radius? Ten. Yeah, uh, it's ten feet off of uh, Old Grum. Oh, okay. That's that's the mount function. It's not on the Bellwing character. On wow. yeah. Hello. Already with the, the DM inspiration, hi huh, y'all. Okay. Oh, did it complete? It did. Oh no. Thank you, Bologno. Thank you, Bologno. Bologno hates the players so much. Hashtag DM inspiration TPK. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, now that I'm there, I'm going to hit the scene, hopefully, twice. Let me check. Uh, oh, we also have player inspiration. Nice. Ooh, sweet. All right. Uh, I, I have actions. What? Did I just see Chikuba? Uh, it's just I get to announce my I've done this for five months. I didn't resubscribe. I oh, just okay. continue to give money to this production that is not free. <laughs> Anyways, back to this. Just throw money in a hole. Oh, that's going to miss. It is. I, I'm very it, sad about hard. this. All right, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 23 will hit. All right, 10 points of piercing. Ticket. Uh, Zen. Um, no more Zen! <laughs> okay, I, I don't have any more. <laughs> uh, that's me. Okay. Uh, Malagagar. Ah, Malagar is like, Ross, why are you lying down? Why don't you, why don't you get up again? He gets knocked down, but he gets up They're going to keep their down. And you'll enjoy, this interface is really slow, seven points of Malagar's soothing, soothing healing words. That is two more health than I previously had. Right, that's there. And, uh, and zero, I thought, Coda. Seven would be infinitely more than two. Or zero. I, I had five before I fell down, so oh, I'm doing gotcha. good. I'm on the upward slope here. Okay, and um, I can still cast a cantrip, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay, so I will. And and now that the that particular yin is actually damaged, correct? Yes. Uh, yes. I will urge it to consider some of its impending mortality. Mm. For 19 points of necrotic type damage. Ooh. Let me make you a wisdom save. I'm not super good at this. Dole. Dole. That's a nice hit, sir. Yeah, it is. Thank you. All right. The Yin whoops ruefully as she is enveloped in your necromantic damage. Matt Malagar says, think about that. She looks like she probably. Victor. 
Yes. I will continue to pile on the final remnant of the ambush by attacking with my sword. Sword! Surprising! Surprising. Sword attack! Who even are you anymore? Straight down on its head. Oh. Right. Uh, Ron's like, how does roll 20 even? Sorry. I thought thought my turn took a long time, but... uh, I I apologize. I apologize. I did not have the extension turned on. Can you uh, take me to Funky Town? There we go. Was that it? Was that me? There we go. Ah, oh, congratulations. I missed. Excellent. After all of wow. that. <laughs> Woohoo. Thank you, Old Slow Tiger and Brother Flounder, for their additional contributions to the Player Inspiration Challenge. Talking shit off my desk. I'll be right back. Hot. Now, now that I, I see how it is, now that I'm hitting page fleas. Right? I think I hit anyway. Uh, I, I hope you did. Like, About ready to get away. You probably does it. Uh, no, you're not, Paige. You're right. Munin would be sad if I gave him away. Could uh, now? Yes. Little brothers are just always a pain in the ass. It's just, It's just true. Oh, Lord. Things I can agree on. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, all right. So a 19 does hit. So I'll take 26. Do I take the 3 or the 5 as well? You do not. Okay. However, that is enough damage to bloody me. Yay! Obvious signs of distress and damage. Phew. Anything else? No, I'm done. Ross. I thought she'd be like, oh, you've looted me, I'm sorry. and no. now I I'm go sorry. into a rage. I did have something else for that. Uh, following up your 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 attack is some acid spit. Ooh. For Violence. I will take an additional three points of damage. I was distracted by by stuffs. Um, all right, so <laughs> I am currently on the floor. Indeed. Uh, you know, I just got knocked down. I was trying to get back up again. But I'm sitting here looking up at the sky. And I'm just like, you know what? It's beautiful. You know what's tasty? What? Hyena. I doubt it, man. So, (laughs) Paige, I'm going to use uh, my bite attack. Okay. But not just. We don't get to see that very often, so I'm excited. Uh, Okay, so this is. I hate to break up your whole narrative, but you're currently standing under Mr. Grumpy Pants. So really, you're not seeing the sky so much as you're seeing a big old heavy goat belly and a (laughs) giant pendulous set of balls. Balls! Balls! Yeah. So you know what's delicious? No. Okay. Uh... (laughs) Like, boy, howdy, I took that in a different direction than you did, I think. All right. Well, I'm going secretly, to not so secretly. Secretly, Paige, I, I'm going to roll over and and really, truly embrace that crocodilian nature, okay. and just go at this hyena like freaking Animal Planet. All right. So okay, I'm here for it. Does Whoa. an 18 hit? 
An 18 does hit. Um, are you using the advantage or, or the inspiration? Well, so he said he rolled over, so I thought that meant that he rolled out from under Old Grumpy Pants and stood up, because that way he doesn't have disadvantage, right? Yes. Hey, I did not actually get to my pond, so... Oh, I, well, when he said crocodilian, I thought he was intentionally attacking from prone. Right. So now you can reach your token. Chomp, you chomp. appear on any square, any of the, outside of any of those four squares. Alright. Uh, so, and... As a lizard folk, I've got the Hungry Jaws ability. Once per short rest as a bonus action, make a bite attack. If it hits, gain three health. So not only does this enjoy seven damage, I will take my three health. And you have stood up, yes, because you yes. didn't make that attack with disadvantage. I so. did, which is half of my movement that I'm really not using anything anymore. Um... And then I will, uh, now that I've got it in my teeth, attack it with my sword. Mm. Classic combination. combination. A 19 for uh, 15 points of damage. Followed up by a a non-natural 20. I got really excited there for a second. For 12 points of damage. All right. And with that, the yin collapses. Murder! No longer threatening you. Woohoo! Uh, Paige, I, I, I start harvesting some parts. <laughs> okay. Well, it's gonna be loincloths all over again? Yeah. Are you, I mean, we don't want to make a bad impression on the gnolls. Do you think they would get upset if we came in bearing, like, the flesh of their cousins? Hyena heads and stuff? I don't know. Are they cousins? Do you think I... that the gnolls sent these? Well, considering we never actually talked to them, I don't know that we can uh, we can make that call. So we could err on the side of caution, or we could just say that since we don't know, you should just do whatever you want. Which is what I you'll mean, do anyways. I mean, <laughs> what if I leave the skins and take the meat? Think of the bright side that Wildfire is not here to save us from ourselves for once. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't expect they would know what dried hyena meat looks like. They might be able to recognize, like, the fur and stuff. That's what I'm saying. What if I leave the fur? Would that be acceptable, Commander? I mean, you do, you do, you. We're in a, a new, we're in a new environment. There's a lot of, uh, could, you know, it could turn out they'll respect us more carrying trophies of a battle against dire hyenas. All right, I start carving away parts because I'm doing me. Okay. Uh, it'll probably take an hour to butcher and fillet and skin these animals because they're sizable. I'm going to take a short rest. I'm going to. Sounds like a great plan. Malagar's going to kick back and relax. All right. I'm definitely going to be spinning some uh, hip dye here. He pulls out a uh, beach umbrella from somewhere and sets it up in this rocky terrain. 
All right. Let's see if I can do this correctly. 2D12. Before Wildfire disappeared into the ether, he chucked the sock at one of us. Clearly, yeah. Clearly. Otherwise, Otherwise we'll be... how hilarious would that be? Well, well, no, we don't have any of our food either. <laughs> We'd be roughing it. We'd all have like a canteen and a, like a cookie. I mean, yeah, probably. I have these really nice, you know, noble princess rations, but I can't share those because as soon as I share it with you, it stops being princessy. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. it is known, the minute you share it with a non-princess, you have ruined the princess aura of something. It's, it's a tragedy to be sure. Malagar, uh, <laughs> don't we just eat your goat every day and you summon him again next day? Uh, except, I believe, that if you kill it to eat it, it disapparates. Uh, Paige, what were you saying? Yes, as Malagar is is finding a spot in the shade because the sun is is relatively powerful. It's very bright. It's not oh, exceeding yeah. warm. It's, yes, it's in the mid eighties, maybe. Um, but uh, and very dry, so it's it it would be remotely comfortable compared to like Atlanta most of the year. Hmm. Uh, but you see a flicker of movement in some of the rocks ahead. Malagar will sit up and look that way. And okay. say something like, hey, something's out there. That way, he points. All right. Uh, you take a moment, and eventually the scout moves into your line of sight. Oh, hello. And you see a, uh, a scout crouch down and looking at you from above on one of the rocks uh, with a, a hyena of totally appropriate size sitting uh, by the null side. Malagar will wave up at them and then glance over where uh, Ross is clearly still butchering uh, dead <laughs> hyenas. <laughs> Yep. And Ross is like covered in blood. Oh, yeah. Sort of shrug at this point that that that's not really a salvageable situation. But he'll he'll call out to the scout and go, Oh, uh, hello, we've actually been sent to help you. Um, <laughs> are you with the larger contingent of gnolls? Alright, Keegan, uh, I love you and you're shedding way him. too much. Why why are you sending away from me? Just as a quick aside note while we while we shift around some void kitties. I do take a pin out of my mouth and uh -huh. put it into part of the, the hide uh -huh. and just hold up like a, a right. test version of uh the lo new, newest loincloth. <laughs> it's spotted, it's gonna be all the rage. Like it you even have external genitalia? He's a cloaca. Like, no, probably no, not. He, he, I mean, he does it. He does it to blend in with the human society, Pidge. And Pidge, we also already established this is not for me. It's for my Etsy page. <laughs> Who do you think is providing the barbarians of the world with their loincloth? He ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. Oh, oh, oh. Um. All right. <laughs> So as you say that, the the creature seems to, to narrow its eyes and look at you more closely, and then disappears uh, back behind some rocks. I mean, we're here to help you. 
<laughs> you wish to parlay? Ah, uh, it looks like a uh, Noel Scout has found us. Uh, perhaps in the next few minutes, we'll have some other visitors. So look lively now, and perhaps scrape off some of that excess blood off your face, there, Ross. You you look uh, well frightful. I mean, but, I. But- I get I get one of the less bloody towels. No, no, no! I'll press the digitate, Ross. <laughs> I use some of the magic imbued into me by my arcane connection to the earth to make you slightly less bloody. Thank All right. You. So, a minute passes. I mean, we're just going to finish our short rest and then proceed. I figure okay. we don't have a lot of control over the gnolls in their native environment. They will attack us. They will parlay with us. They'll shadow us. Whatever they want to do, we can't really stop it. Truth. Okay. Did the gnolls actually mention how they were being controlled by the Thayan wizards? The, the Thayan wizards had um, sort of locked up and enchanted their matriarchs. Mm-hmm. and threatened to do bad things to the matriarchs if the other gnolls didn't agree with what they said. You told them to do. Scouts will report us to the Thane wizard. Uh, there's a chance that they will. Well, there's a chance that they will? Oh, you had a good one, Victor. Mm-hmm. Ah. I don't get it. That they will? <laughs> they will? You know that they they is that there's a different vowel in there. But, oh, shite! Like there's a chance that we might fulfill our obligation to free the matriarchs by wading through the bodies of the entire No Clan as the Thans successfully use them as a shield. That would be less than ideal. I agree. I feel like that would go against the point of the agreement we made. All right. Well, you finish your short rest. And head down, uh, down, head in a continued easterly direction towards where you have been told the Knoll camp is. Yeah, we have... uh... It's on the ruins of an old city, right? Didn't it show up on our on our map? Uh, I think it was pointed out where it was on your map, and it is right. in the ruins of an old city. So, we'll, we'll probably be able to find it. Sure. I hope we uh, made a good impression on this scout. <laughs> so after you've traveled for probably a half hour, um, you see your continuing on a, it looks like a game trail. This is all savanna, so it's, there's some trees and some scrub, but it's it's a lot of just grassland and, and bare patches of sand and earth. Uh, but you see, very obviously, in the middle of a path, what looks like um, uh, a little bundle of leather hmm. tied up with a string, like a sack. It's about this big. We don't have a bomb squad, do we? <laughs> Malachi, oh, you're Malachi. the wizard, buddy. You are the bomb squad. I just watched Hurt Locker, so... Malagar will saunter over and take a look at this thing. Uh, it looks like a piece of hide 
Um, from what animal, it's kind of hard to tell without further inspection, but it looks like it was largely brown with kind of a black area and a white stripe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's tied up with a, a crude piece of twine. So that you can't see what's in it, but it's yeah. lumpy and it's about this big. Oh, I love it when things are described as lumpy. What do you think it is? Well, there's one way to find out. Paige, does it smell like meat? I hope it's meat. <laughs> I mean, the leather smells perhaps a little fresher than ideal. Is it? But not meat, now. Is it the right size to be an a giant eye made entirely of meat. Yes. Gross. Why I asked that? Because I didn't want to know the answer. Like you knew what the answer was. Right. Like I don't know why you asked it because you, you, you. It's not that you didn't want to hear the answer. You already knew it. Well, I just hope it's not wildfire. I just wanted the callback. Really, that's all I wanted. Right. I wanted credit for the callback without the feelings, which isn't really how that works. <laughs> Malaga is going to go ahead and just untie the bundle. Open the bundle. Inside, you find uh, a couple of small loaves of bread about palm size, like Mm -hmm. you, and a uh, hunk of uh, whitish cheese with a yellow rind. Huh. And it's got a little smaller bag in it that's a, a piece of hide tied up with leather. It's about like I don't know. It's like a small dice bag. It looked like it hold about 66. I will look in there. Is this a Paige Lightman convention like pack? It's got cheese and it's got a set of dice and it's I mean right? this is this is how we travel. Like when I we know. go to conventions, we have Amazon deliver snacks to our hotel room so we don't have to haul them back and we all need a little bit of aspirin and some like metamucil in there. Like, you right. Know <laughs> it's a great way to live. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> it does say crown roll on the side. It does say crown roll. No, it's it's way smaller. <laughs> <laughs> totally true, Al. I should have a microwave in there too. Uh, it, it, you see a white crystalline substance uh, in there. It's like salt. Really? salt. What? Uh... It's not powdery. It's crystalline. See, I'm chemistry. Uh, I'm fancy. Malaga will kind of like open the bag a little bit to show everyone else. What do you think that is? I wonder if those dire hyenas were also a problem for the gnolls and they're thanking us for killing them. That would be a nice coincidence. Depends on what it is. Because the other alternative is that they're the sacred god beasts that they worship and we just murdered them. Perhaps. I feel like it depends on what this substance actually is. Does Does anyone have a background in physical chemistry? You mean the salt? You're asking us what the salt is? Yes. Uh, Paige, Paige, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little bit no. of it on a claw. No. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on my, my No, don't my do that. It tastes salty. Sure. Can, can I throw like a survival or nature something to identify this mysterious substance? What color does the world turn in my eyes? Dudes, it's just salt. It's salt. It is is quartz salt. I think it might just be salt. Wait, you say this is coarse salt? If so, where's the coarse? This would actually be perfect for the meat that I was planning on 
jerkying. Jerkying. Oh, good. That, that almost went. It's, yes, chlorine trifluoride. That'd be fucking hilarious. We've also uh, eaten through the bag. I do want to say that that is twice in one weekend that chlorine, chlorine trifluorine has come up in my vicinity. What 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 is happening? I think Actually, we should. I think we should all eat some of it. I imagine uh, the nose are watching us. I salt. Malaga will take one of the pieces of bread and put some of the cheese on it and then sprinkle some of the salt on top of that. This seems like the serving suggestion, he says. He <laughs> takes a bite. I mean, it, the bread is um, is somewhat coarse. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't quite taste like wheat bread. Um, but it's it's rustic and a pleasant. Malaga's the cheese enjoy- is rather sharp. You know, it's the yeah. kind of sharp where it makes your cheeks kind of prickle Ooh. down here. Malaga's enjoyed enough pharmacopoeia that, you know, a little bit of unrecognizable substance probably won't hurt him too much. <laughs> I mean, you you just ate salted bread. Like, Ross is looking at you like you have just eaten, like, anchovies or something. Like Anchovies just... are delicious. Fight me. Oh, okay, sure. Uh... <laughs> Like, I'm trying to think of something that I would not consider delicious, but like... Brussels sprouts. Pineapple on pizza? Pineapple on... Like, you have just eaten pineapple on pizza. Like... (laughs) So does Malagar experience anything unusual? I mean, kind of a pleasant picnic sensation? Excellent. He'll finish the uh, slice of bread that he has. Anybody else? Yes, Victor will also partake. Oh, all right. Just a little bit of bread, though, and I want to spread that salt across the cheese so it soaks in and really brings out the flavors. Okay. All any, right. Any, anyone else? I mean, there's... There, if you're all going to have a sandwich, they're all going to be very small. Like, it's, it's only a pack about yo big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. But if I you will, slice the bread, it becomes much easier. I will take a slice of bread, put some salt on it, Malaga. We have a whole sack full of hyenodon steaks. I know. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it this way though, Paige. How awful is it? You didn't want any cheese on it. I figured we'd go for the cheese for sure. Bread oh, is there cheese too? I, I did put cheese on it. Okay. the 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 bread is rustic, uh, and the cheese is sharp. Ugh. And if you had a bottle of red wine, it would be pretty nice. But set them into. But but I, I also, like how. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say that I'm into. Sadly, I think I'm out of red wine. <laughs> well, all I've got is this Princess Prosecco, but as soon as you taste it, it'll be vinegar on your tongue, so I'll just have to give it a bit. No, it'll still be good to him. It'll be vinegar on your tongue. Wait, but I'm the princess. Right? But once he tastes it, it's no longer princess approved. Does that bottle... It'll be ruined for everybody. Does that bottle have your face on it? <laughs> That's amazing. I know I am, but I, I appreciate you mentioning it. I'm, yes. 
I'm genuinely glad that this bread and cheese plate here has brought us to a standstill. Really, anyone could have ambushed us in the right. 10 I mean, minutes I was, that we... I was going to ask, like, that can, is, we, can we that draw is... out this tasting scene for another 18 minutes and just yes. have that, you know, when we finally decide to leave it, that will be the time for the break? Next time, there'll be some sort of fancy charcuterie plate, and we'll just be TPK. Oh, my God. If there's, if there's a charcuterie plate on this show, you fuckers are toast. Ross, Ross That's what I'm going to bring in the next time I want to have a really dangerous fight is a charcuterie plate. But you know Ross what should will devour a charcuterie plate. Yeah. You know Even the olives? What? Everybody knows it, right? Yes. Say it, say it with me. Say it with me. No. Two, oh, three, gelato! No, 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 no. All right. But, tasting aside, Commander, I believe you were going to give us an order to get us out of this? Yes. However, Ali just subbed for two months! What? Ooh, appreciate the charcuterie! Thank you! Yeah. <laughs> so much sense. And Brother Flounder demands to know the uh, gelato reference, so you should probably tell the story quickly after this. We don't have time for that. No, that. The story is, there was once a game set in Italy. Yay! We all had a wonderful Italian vacation. There was lots of gelato. Paige threw up her hands in disgust. And <laughs> has never been the same It was supposed to be a gritty Cold War uh, 80s thing theme. It came out, we, we started playing it right after Atomic Blonde came out. It was supposed yeah. to be gritty and, and hardcore, and we turned Atomic, it into... Atomic Blonde plus vampires. Right. I was looking forward to having the uh, the second most awesome fights that went to George Michael songs. Like, it was going to be amazing. <laughs> and we turned it into not that. So we will pick up the packaging and we will keep walking. Okay. Um, so you walk for probably another 30 minutes and you round kind of a, a corner around a little mound of hills that's certainly easier to go around than over. And um, and as you do, you see a spread of about uh, eight knolls standing, uh, barring the, the, the way in front of you. Uh, they don't have weapons in their hands. But they do certainly have um, various accoutrements strapped to their person. Uh, the leader steps forward and walks a few paces towards you with their paws. Uh, in plain with sight. Their, with their paws in plain sight and growls in uh, not particularly um, good common. My name is Oduski. What what are you doing here? Wait, wait, like Oduski? Oduski. I'm pretty sure there's a brewery named after you back in back home. The no, looks no. like tilts head to side and one ear goes right. No no, he's Polish. Oh, right, right, right. It's spelled completely differently. Uh, anyway, uh, so we are a group of foresters and allies that are here looking to help you after we met uh, Name. Uh, I don't remember their names. 
This is this is your friendly. It's like wildfire trying to make that hate check, and now we're just like that person. We met that person. Line. <laughs> they, they were like they were like this tall. They had spots, kind of like doors, long stuff. Definitely knolls. We're pretty sure. Which knolls were these? Uh, I mean, we would have. We would. Our characters would remember. It was very important. You Freddy. Um, you Freddy. Wait, okay, so there wasn't another one? Yeah, there's definitely another one. With a different name. Is it in the campaign document? Anyways, so we met a couple of gnolls who came to us and said that your matriarchs were, um, well, they'd been got by Faye and, uh, well, there we go, Sarashal and Euphrini. That was, that was the names. Anywho, uh, so they mentioned that your matriarchs uh, got caught by uh, the, you know, evil wizard fucks of Faye, and, uh, they were looking for somewhere to call home, and uh, turned out that Aglarond happened to have uh, what, uh, what's the territory you're going to put them all in? Anyway, there's space in Aglarond, and we're here to help you get your matriarchs back and get you out of here and over to Aglarond so that you can help defend it from there. Yeah, the area just to the south west of those of the mountains next to the river Lapindrar. Right. So we come in peace and we're here to help you. <laughs> Alright. The uh the null troop looks at you uh impassively. Their faces are hard to read. And uh Oduxi uh shrugs and goes back to uh, talk to the rest of the gnolls. They don't suppose anybody here speaks gnoll. Anyone? Wait, that's a language? Of course it's a language. Paige is running the campaign. It, no, okay. it's not I'm just me. God damn it, it's not just me. Uh, I'm going to have to get a check to to be on to see if Paige, that's an it, it doesn't matter if it's just you or not. This is your world. No, no, no. It's better if I can show Ron in the rules. Oh, well, the problem is in fifth edition and non-page D and D universes. I don't know if the gnolls can even talk. I cannot wait to bring the receipts. Let me just save this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're done. Fucked up now. We just got yep. lucky. You, uh, this is not like PowerPoint presentation type of material. Uh, okay, okay. So, so just because I already got it up. The fifth edition link under languages does say no. Cody, right. you're stealing my thunder, sir. Wow. I was going to say, well done. Yeah. Well done, Coda. The truth I think is the truth is the truth. Currently, none of us speak no, and I'm trying to learn primordials, so someone else will have to um, try and learn it. N U L L, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. close. I just they might share a common alphabet. They might. They might. I just want to point out, though, as willing as I am to make things up out of whole cloth when I need to, this thing I do not. Hey, you're willing to make things up out of whole cloth. So is Ras. 
That's not cloth. All right. Yeah, it was a of inspiration, sir. That was That's all. It. If, if anybody is here is playing a barbarian in another game, I need you all to support the Ross Etsy collection. Okay. Show up to your next game in a wonderful handmade loincloth. Let everybody else know where you found it. What's the name of his, of, of Ross's Etsy store? I mean, Hammocks by Ross? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is now. <laughs> well. So exciting. So we wait for the Knolls to have that private conference that we don't listen in on like jerks. Jerks. Yeah, we didn't learn no out of politeness. Right. Fair, fair. So uh, the Knolls uh, converse for a moment or two, and there there's some definite pointing in your direction and uh, harsh words engaged. You're able to read that from the body language. Uh, some ears are laid back. Uh, one of them snaps at a couple of the other ones. Oh my. But after after a couple moments, it seems like there is uh, there is some sort of consensus, and um, Adukski comes back over. Euphrini and Sherishal went to the dwarves. They look at Brangian. Curiously, who the fuck is Brangian? Jeez. Oh my gosh! Sorry, Elwin. Curiously, right? You went to the dwarves. I'm a dwarf. Ah, ah, ah! Like I'm not sure what you what you mean so here. Like, here. She even like dwarves? takes her helmet off, and it's just like <laughs> there's sparkles across her hair. And as she smiles, there's a ding. Like, uh, and the dwarves are allowing us into their territory? Uh, um, ish. Uh, I, ish. It's a, it's a collaborative um, bit between us and, uh, and you know, the rest of the Aglarondians and their king. It's, it's more of a cooperative. Right, right. The null blinks in confusion a couple of times. The, the dwarves are allowing you free passage through their lands to Aglarond and will offer some aid uh, when you get to dwarf lands to help you on your journey. But they just don't have the space for you to settle there. But there is space in Aglarond. The elves will certainly slay us if we go into Aglarond. Eh, no, they will not. Alright, trust him. Look how pointy his ears are. He's an elf. I mean, the, I, Noel does look at at Victor's ears a little more closely. I well, mean, they're slightly pointy. I'm like a quarter elf, maybe, or an eighth. But yeah, we do have a... Elfie we, well, oh, I guess no, we, I'm not the most elfie. I would why? like to look at exhibit A, Ross. Wait, uh, y'all, like, the camera pans <laughs> over. Oh, no, no. I was <laughs> like, Ross is like, <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. Were you confused? <laughs> Wait, but Malagar's not local. Wait, are you local I mean, now? You not, not to this location, certainly. Yeah, he's from the northeast part of. Uh, Wait, I thought you came from the northwest part of Fairing. I've been all over the place. I. What was uh, the question we, again? <laughs> we understand. 
around the world, around the world. Oh, first I have to pay respects. Sorry. Yes. Uh, we understand your hesitation, but uh, basically, Thay is the great enemy of Aglarond, and if you are also the enemy of Thay, uh, we can come to an agreement. The, and, there's um, a uh, general bearing of teeth at the mention of Thay. And it's the kind of thing that might take decades to accomplish, but if Aglarond eventually is able to triumph over Thay, your people would be able to retake these lands, um, you know, once they were freed from Thay and control. The uh, the Knoll holds up a, a finger, as in, please pause for a second, goes back and talks to the Knolls and starts kind of haranguing one of them. And the, that one digs around in their pack and comes out with a scroll, hands it to Odusky, and uh, Odusky brings it forward. And it's a map, pretty detailed map of Thay and kind of the no man's land, Thay, Fesk, Aglaron, the area that really isn't settled, kind of in the middle where you are now. Uh, and it's got pretty good detail up to like the north end of the Umber Marshes, but it doesn't even go down hardly as far as the Labrindar. Uh, and most of Aglarond is very blank. Um, show me where. I will get out the Elder Cartographer's Glossography Ooh. and open it to the relevant uh, pages where they will be able to see um, describe the area that's on their map and then kind of trace they'll be able to see on in the glossography where the what happens to the south and I'll point out the the region where they'll be settling kind of the to the south of the swamp there near mountains um, probably it'll be a lot wetter than here but still kind of open open lands. The, uh, the Knoll's eyes narrow, and uh, let's see. And Malagar and Ross, you uh, understand that the Knoll is definitely trying to, like, not, definitely trying to damp down on their reactions. Uh, they snap at one of the other Knolls, and the Knoll that handed uh, Odusky the map comes forward. And there's a rapid conversation in Nolish as they look at Victor's map and look at their own map, and the, the other Knoll starts sketching stuff in to get at least general areas. Yeah, and I intentionally showed them the eastern side of Aglarond, so I didn't sure. show them like the entire strategic military map of all of right. Aglarond. Right. Ma um, Malagar will gesture at it and say, Yes, this here, this is a fertile land, and you will <laughs> thrive. We should I, call it this land. Yes. I can assure you there is good hunting in that land. In this land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, a lot of ears orient on Ross. And uh, the uh, Odusky comes up and kind of looks Ross up and down. Odusky, I mean, gnolls are big. They're seven feet tall-ish, so they're... Sure, I mean, predator to predator. Right, uh, eyeball to eyeball with Ross. Malagar pops up and goes, and you know those lizard men, they know they're hunting. Ah. Isn't that, isn't that a bit racist? <laughs> Am I wrong? 
No, I Ross is doing Ross. that. But, but I feel like both Odesky and Ross's chests are like slowly puffing up a little bit more and more. No, not really. Not no, really. Okay. Odesky looks like they're taking your measure. Well, good. He and, uh, then. Okay, so definitely you could not saddle this thing with a he any sort of pronoun. Uh, there's a lot of fur there, and it's hard to tell. This is sure. a bit arousing, Malagar, like the way they just rub up on each other. Yeah. Listen, let them, let them, let them do it. But... And uh, Aduxi says, "Huh, you're a hunter, then. What sort of game is in that area?" Uh, Paige, I will recall some of the hunts I've had in the Eastern Angleland area. Make me a. What kind of hunts have I had in? Eastern Aglarond area check with advantage. advantage. I will take that 22 survival. Okay, so... And, and of course, as is tradition, Paige, all of the animals are, like, slightly bigger than the last time I told the story, so... <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's just how it works. Uh, so, yeah, it's... It's, um, it's mostly, like, not a variety of large ungulates, there's deer and elk uh, who enjoy the grasslands, but uh, there's not like buffalo or bison or something like that out there. Um, it's too uh, green and cold for many antelopes. So there's not really, that's not what you find out there. But plus there's plenty of small game as well. The elk is especially tasty. I mean... Season it with some of the local herbs and spices, and it is delectable beyond imagining. And if that interests you, perhaps I could show you some of these. And I will pull out some of the uh, elk furred uh, clothing apparel that I've made. Oh. Fuck, I thought oh. it was going to be something else he was going to whip out. This one was <laughs> murdered on a moon. A full moon night, as I stalked it through the woods, I caught sight of it on a cliff in front of the moon, silhouetted with its many antlers. And it tried to gore me here. And I'll show a couple of scars and really upsell the story of this apparel. Okay. Uh, the knoll reaches out a hand as if to touch it. Yeah. you... Uh, obviously, you have to feel the product first. <laughs> oh, Noel doesn't care how it feels and brings it up to their nose and gives it kind of a, a sniff. This is totally normal. I mean, how else would you tell? Uh, and says, that sounds like it could feed our people, but there are many, many of us. Well, the area is pretty big, as you can see from the map. And all of us can come? Yes. The idea is that your people would take up residence there, and then once you got comfortable, um, some of you would uh, fight alongside the Aglarondians against they as mercenaries. Against they? There's a... There's a... (laughs) All kinds of uh, uh, chittering, uh, cackling howls at that. And they rapidly, like... to get, get them to calm each other to calm themselves down. Adusky says, This sounds too good to be true. 
I we know. Fight they? We were suspicious also when we found that there's such a powerful ally that could join us against they um, for the simple cost of us ceding some land that, since elves like forests, the Aglarondians don't view as especially valuable. And who are you that can make this deal? Are you... You're not an elf. Well, well you're sort of an elf. There you go. We have uh, Belwyn. She is a princess of the Dwarven people. Who are, oh, and oh, also, hey, hi. Uh, and I'm a member of the Aglarondian military. Captain. Yeah, let's say I'm a captain. <laughs> I'm Cap Captain Victor Toussaint, and I've been authorized to um, to offer this. Well, I think that people would like this, but I am not the one who makes this decision. I must tell you what has happened to my people. Paul says, uh, the problem is that our people, our leaders, have been taken prisoner uh, by the wizards and they, right. and there is a terrible enchanter that is holding them prisoner right now. And... The enchanter said, ooh, fabulists, I like that. Uh, the enchanter says that if we do not do as she says, that she will kill our matriarchs. And in fact, she's killed two of them thus far. All right, so we just go kill her, and we bring your matriarchs back, uh, and then we all go on our merry way right across the, uh, the river. Uh, you say kill her as if it's easy. She has a, uh, a group of undead as well as giant scorpions who uh, she has dominated and that do her will. Well, so, now on the one hand, that all sounds rough and tumble, but we're here to do it because that's what heroes do. It's but also what professional soldiers do. Uduxie uh, shrugs. All right. Uh, and then s snaps at something at one of the other gnolls. And the other gnoll rolls their eyes and starts walking forward and begins casting a spell. <gasps> a spell? I'll use a reaction to attempt to identify it. And I will use the inspiration that that uh, we got. Oh, okay. It's probably a good use for it. Fourteen. Minor image. Minor image. Yep. All right. I will not draw my weapon. Okay. Uh, the uh, an image of a Thean wizard swims into view. The uh, the wizard's name is Thazar Ashira, and she has been. Uh, in charge of our people for about eight or ten years. And there was another one before her, and another one before him, and another one before that one. How many did you say was under Tens of hundreds. Hard to know exactly. Maybe 20 tens of hundreds. 
Are you referring to the no people or to the to the no people? Okay. Oh, great. What about her uh, Well, it was larger, but something happened, and she had to send uh, many of the scorpions that uh, she has dominated, as well as quite a few of her undead, off to the northeast somewhere. I look at Victor meaningfully. These. Sad. Uh, I know they went northeast to meet up with another group that was going somewhere. Wait a minute. Singing Sands is northwest. All right. Or I west. Was, I was going to say, Singing Sands is west. Oh, yeah. so. Okay. Sure. No, that, that, that's me. The North, getting northeast is the heart of Thay. Oh. Okay. I look at Victor meaningfully. The Halloween episode we played. Ooh. Wait, you played a Halloween episode? Why don't you tell our listeners what happened in the Halloween episode? Uh, I put on a mask and become came one with a god. That's about all I remember. How about y'all? I remember I didn't have power for like that entire weekend. Much less what, internet. What do you want from me, Paige? What do you want from me? So in the Black Crown of Disaster, a group of evil operatives from Thay, including an undead, a mind flayer, a werewolf, and a necromancer. That's everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, broke into the Temple of the Seldarine in Belprintilar, which is the capital of Aglaron, and the Temple of the Seldarine is the main temple to all Elven deities, and broke into the um, reliquaries below the temple and stole an object called the Black Crown of Disaster. And the Black Crown of Disaster is uh, essentially a scroll of Black Blade of Disaster. It is a very rare spell and copies of it are few and far between. So for Thay to have a copy of this particular spell is a big deal. And now, of course, they do. Was an artifact that you just be like, I feel like using Black Blade of Disaster right that now. That too. That too. I murdered so many people with it. <laughs> yeah, it was really impressive. We were just like, man, we're really glad we're not over there. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there was a bit of infighting in the ranks. What? Yes. So, uh, regardless, uh, regardless, her forces have been depleted. However, she still has many of our matriarchs, uh, eight of them, in captivity. And because of that, uh, and given that we've lost two already, uh, we are not eager to lose any more. If you intend to do away with Azar Ashira, you have to do it in such a way that our matriarchs are protected. If the matriarchs are killed then the people will subdivide into many small factions, troops, and clans, and there will be no central leadership to move them to a new place. In all likelihood, if we break into a million packs, then the stadium troops will come and round us up. I take a look at him. Does he look like he knows how much a million is? 
Mm. One question. They. Sorry, uh, they. Two, like. Like, where does millions come in? Like, how do you guess if somebody knows what a million is by looking at them? Well, I'm just going off of the fact that he said, like, there were X number of thousand nulls before, and now he's talking about, they are talking about a million packs. And I'm wondering how we went. Like, no, no, no. He, the null estimated when talking to Ross or Victor. Right, right. That there was maybe a couple of thousand of them. Right. And that if we broke into an infinite number of packs, the Thavians would round them up. So the million was a knowing exaggeration. Yes. Right, right, okay. That's why I was confused. I was wondering if there was something that wasn't being told or if that was just hyperbole. Or if the gnolls, like, if gnolls in Pages World, like, when they stop being part of a greater group, they, like, break apart into five smaller gnolls, and that's how they go. Yeah, don't, don't come at them with slashing damage, or you're just going to be up to your ears in null cubs. It sounds like um, the A plan would be for you to get us relatively close to Thazar Ashira, and then we um, basically assassinate her. Another way we could do, do it, it quickly enough so that the matriarchs aren't harmed. Another, alternatively, we could attempt to free the matriarchs first and then go after her. Um, the gnolls cannot help you, and here is why. Should you fail, Thazara Shira will take it out on us if we have been seen to have helped you. So any help we give you must be secret and deniable. Because the results of you failing will be the beheading of the leadership of our entire entire greater pack. Okay, but if we fail, we all die, too. You get that part, right? Like, there's going to be, like... You are not capable of running away from a fight? <laughs> Especially when faced with superior strength of numbers? I look around at the rest of the party other than Malagar, and I'm like... No, I don't think we have that problem. Nope, never seen that problem before to this group. Nope, nope, not at all. The null seems to be implying that somebody would surely be a fucking idiot if they didn't run away from clearly superior light. Why? Sorry, why? Why don't... didn't you look at me there? Now we got in that fight. Surely you must see this as your opportunity to throw off the shackles of your oppressors. Absolutely. Which is why we will give you any help in secret that we can. However, the risks to our people are great if you fail. Any hope we have of throwing uh, the yoke of Thay off will be completely gone. Completely gone. If you try this, fail, and then we're left with the ruins. Well, but like if we start and we, you know, get her on the ropes or whatever, you guys could pitch in and kind of tip the scales. If the fight is a sure thing, yes. Well, of course it's a sure thing. We're the ones doing it. I don't like fair fights. 
Who likes fair fights? Fucking idiots is who. I kind of like, like fair fights. That like Duxie is kind of like she gets it. I'm I'm well, gonna remember that about Duxie. That they don't yes. like fair fights. Uh huh. Yeah. I I feel like they've ex expressed their concerns to us, and this will be our fight. Oh, that's fine. That means we get to. You know, after we defeat the Czar and Shira, which is basically a foregone conclusion, surely. Uh, that means we get to keep all of her powerful loot and stuff if you guys don't help. Do we have no need for the evil implements of day? What? We are giving them the greatest gift, which is a new homeland, so. Right, right. And freedom. You know, the whole freedom thing. But we'll take care of this. Perhaps you could go over some of the more intricate details of where they're being kept, so that we can come up with a formidable plan. Sure. Uh, Adaxi drops to a squat in the in the path and starts arranging uh, pebbles into shapes. Oh, super! Oh, oh, fitty, stop. Uh, and starts arranging pebbles into shapes, and you see a sort of uh, U-shaped wall. Uh, Aduxi says, this is an old city that is mostly just ruins, but we've used it uh, used it as shelter for a while. The Thayans have built a house there, a human house. Uh, a couple of stories with a tower that's much taller. And the matriarchs are kept in the tower, we believe. The uh, wizard spends some of the day around the gnolls, ensuring that they are doing as they demands, and some of the day in her house doing wizard things. What more do you need to know? There's... What is the house made out of? <laughs> Reclaimed stones from the ruins. Of course it is. Damn, Ron. So, wait. There's time that she spends out with the gnolls, which is to say away from her defenses, right? Is that? What oh, no. Saying? No, she'll either have scorpions or some of the undead with her at all times. Okay, all right, all right, all right. She usually finds a way to make an example of a knoll every handful of days. And by make example, I mean whip, whip someone near to death or kill them. She's turned a fair number of our folk into zombies. Of course, the zombies obey her. Do you know exactly where your matriarchs are being kept? No. We only th we think that they're in the tower of the house because sometimes Noel servants go in to do things in the house. They're never allowed into the tower, and they haven't seen the matriarchs. So we think the matriarchs are there. Why, so, what, go ahead. why do you think the matriarchs are still alive? Every, uh, I don't know, few days or so, maybe more than that, she'll parade one or two of them around. Mm. She often dominates them when, when she does so that they will say things like Thay has our best interests at heart or that we are to obey Thazar and everything. 
Right. Uh, so how do you know the two of them are dead? Because she killed them in public in front of us. All right. Sounds legit. Did she raise them into her undead army? Yes. Uh, one she killed when there was an uprising. We tried to get away. So she killed one, crippled another, and uh, and beat another couple dearly to death. And these are the matriarchs of all of our uh, biggest clans. What about one of those underground areas in the house? What did you I... call them? Basements. Uh, the house does not have a lower level that we are aware of. It is only above ground, two stories. So uh, you said no servants go there. Uh, how often do they go there, and do they take anything when they go? They're usually tasked with bringing things like meat and firewood. Or sometimes if there is a train of supplies from Thay, the gnolls will be told to help unload it. How often? Go ahead. Perhaps some sort of basket of laundry. I was leaning towards that. Like, how often do these supplies come in? And, like... Mm, Maybe every moon? Maybe once every two moons? I... I look up and then see that there's not the comfort of stone above me, and then I look at someone to explain what that means. <laughs> uh, once every three ten days? Yeah. Uh, so when was the last one? Uh, the last delivery was uh, before the last moon, so it had to be at least two ten days ago. Alright, well, that could be a way in. We could... Uh... You guys could, you, know, you, you all, y'all, uh, in the common parlance, you know, they say this down in uh, in Boulder Hall sometimes. It's not something <laughs> popular with the nobility, but it's nice and, you know, all-encompassing when you say y'all. Uh, you know, if we took out the, the fans bringing it and we got in the supplies, and that way y'all didn't know what was in the supplies and took us directly in, that would be, that could be a thing, right? Or does she do some sort of, uh, you know, like... Scanning or magic or some other shite on this stuff when it comes in? I don't know. Is there somebody here that would know that makes these deliveries? Not in particular. It's different uh, different ones of the people every time. Right. When we get to the city... Who's around? When we get to the city, would we be able to talk to a knoll that had previously made the deliveries? Uh, it's not a city. It is merely an encampment. And, uh, I mean, yes, they, I can find someone who's been inside the house. She, that would be great. Uh, she'll usually pick as high-ranking a knoll as she can and get them to lead the work detail in order to humiliate them. Right then. I would... Fear that waiting a ten day may be out of the question as well. It's possible we could ambush her while she is, you know, walking around showing her power, but she it feels like she would be more ready for an attack then than 
inside that her house. I mean, everyone relaxes to some degree inside their house. Almost everyone, at least. This is why the people prefer tents or sleeping under the stars. I find that the undead tend to never relax. Is Thezar Ishira undead? I don't think so. She smells like people. Human people. But you said to her, undead accompany her into the house. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm sure. As well as the scorpions. Her undead guardians won't sleep or rest, but I'm just assuming she's the most dangerous. The scorpions can walk on the walls and the ceilings in the house. Well, that's just creepy. Fucking scorpion spider terrible hybrid is that? It's no. nothing. They're about this big. And the the knoll shows a span that's like five feet wide because the camera <laughs> encompasses right, right, right. how wide your arms are. Yeah, but my, even a knoll's arms are bigger than mine. So the knoll indicates a span of about six feet across. Uh, the scorpions are that big. Hmm. Oh, great! That holds nothing to the spider dragon dragon spiders. <laughs> sure. The what? We'll have to tell you about them later. It was quite horrific. Talk to me when these scorpions are interbred with a black dragon. I mean, dragons do fuck just about everything, so... Yeah, keep keep used away from them. (laughs) Uh, Maxim, you're right. She is dusty and dead ass. (laughs) Uh, Maxim, you get a point of inspiration. You talk to him. I have assigned you a point of inspiration. Ooh. Damn. <clears throat> so we have limited information where we are now, but let's we should go to the encampment and you know, with the tentative idea of trying to get inside the house. If that doesn't seem practical, then we'll attack her outside the house. I mean, that's kind of our two options. Right. Yep. The uh the camp is uh is not very far away. Uh he kind of looks at y'all and looks at um, uh, looks at uh, Range uh, Belwin. Sorry, Aha! that's twice I've done it. Um, keep, keep calling me by my mom's name. It's cool. He looks at Belwin's short legs. It might be somewhat of a longer walk for you, but no more than a short while. We can take you to Gaston. I mean, all right, but I'm not going to be the one walking it, so sure. Do you want to go now or after sunset? Uh, I mean, like, uh, is she going to do an inspection before uh, the end of the day? Like, is it safe to go now? It's never safe. She doesn't keep a regular schedule. I feel like that's intentional. All right, all right, all right. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, Ron, your camera was doing something amazing on <laughs> Amazing. Terrible. <laughs> Amazingly terrible. Like, what? super pixelated. You were turning into a... Uh, Rock. <laughs> no. Yeah, more like a news. Like, Ooh. I was thinking so hard about a the, good... The negative plan. square root of a rock. I was using all the bandwidth with, with weighty thoughts. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. That, that makes sense. I can believe that. 
But uh, I haven't changed anything on my end, so hopefully it recovers. It did. It did. Okay. Excellent. I don't want to freak anyone out. This is a, you know, <laughs> stream. Yep. Uh, should we attempt to disguise ourselves from at least like a mile away? We wouldn't look suspicious. Because right now, I think anyone that sees us will, it'll be immediately obvious. But if we throw out some. Your metal armor is very obvious. None of us wear metal armor. It's too heavy. We can cover it or um, or take it off. See, I used to think the same thing as well. But this is Dorvin make. It's quite flexible. You just have a breastplate, right? Uh, uh, Backplate. Okay. Yeah, Dixie comes over and uh, makes like they're going to touch your armor. Do you draw back or tell them not to? No. No, but I do definitely puff up my chest to be the bigger predator <laughs> here. Duxie doesn't look threatened. <laughs> they uh, they kind of put a claw under one of the, the plates of metal and says, perhaps, but it's heavy and we like to go long, long strides, long ways in search of game. I can bring you clothes if you want. It will take me a not very long to go get them and come back. We would appreciate it. Oh, I right. I can. Uh, I can come back with clothes. Nobody will think that the. I can make it so that nobody will uh, become suspicious. Uh, you've accepted our guests, our uh, gifts of bread and salt, and uh, and cheese. Well, yes, we had some of that too. Uh, we make it from the, the goats that we sometimes herd. It was really good. I pale a little bit at the thought of the salted salted bread. Immediately recover with the thought of goat. <laughs> uh, no, they don't keep very many goats, and they're only for dairy. That seems like a terrible waste, but okay. Uh, you should ask about antelope sometimes. Uh, so this means that we have uh, declared peace with your group. I will pass that along to the people as well. Those that I think I can trust. Some of them would see this as a opportunity to move up the, the ranks in the clan to, uh, to assume higher positions. We won't tell those. Right then. Sounds great. All right. Naduxi gives you a, a, a sharp nod and then head, barks something at the other gnolls and then heads off. What do you do? Um, wait patiently, I guess. Okay. Uh, so an hour and a half passes? Mm -hmm. Sure. I'll use some of that time to go hunting. Sure. Uh, there's abundant game here. There's rabbits and uh, all kinds of small ground mammals in the area if you're looking for something small. You had me at ground mammals. Fair. Uh, there's also, uh, you see a small group of antelope uh, prong, prong, prong by. And uh, then you see kind of in the, the distance a larger herd of some other kind of ungulate. 
I just imagine Ross coming back, his mouth stuffed with a half a dozen gerbils, just looking so happy. <laughs> a gerbil, like a squirrel? No, no, in my imagination, there's no squirrels. Yeah, no, of course not. No squirrels. No squirrels. Or goats are ever harmed in the making of I'm just saying his cheeks are full like a Oh, yeah, like, yeah full like full like, and out. Right, yeah. right, okay, yes. You know, my food pouches, those are common in reptiles, right? Yes, filled, sure. with, mar- filled with marmosets. <laughs> um, so I'm sure Ross gets back in an hour and a half. So oh. that seems longer than Oduxi, uh claimed it would take. Which mm-hmm. isn't fantastic. Sure. Uh, so they uh, they come trotting up. You can kind of see them. They if they make it a point to run or trot. They're not running. They're loping uh, in a direction that would directly expose them to your camp. So you're well aware that they're uh, approaching. Wait, wait. I, I've gotten that they were they were tight with Ross, but I didn't realize that they were loping already. Yeah, uh, but I'm Ah, you may have a point of inspiration. Sir. See, when we when we play in person, we we throw things that yes, I, but... we actually have specially prepared foam dice. They're about this big. They're like uh, fists. They're like they're tiny like, little fists. They're like tennis ball size. They're like tennis they're ball way, size. They're about softball size. You think they're bigger than that? I haven't thrown them at anybody in a year. The size is the least important part of these dice. Yes, <laughs> but they're foam, so we can throw them, and I don't worry about the chandelier. Uh, and they were they were good to launch across the table, let me assure you. And those those were the days. They'll come again. They'll come again. Uh, so anyhow, Odutsi comes back, and uh, they have a pack on their back. And they get close and said... There was a, she wanted to make an example of one of the matriarchs. It took me a while to get free. Anyhow, they dump the pack at uh, Victor's feet and say, these are clothes from the people. Uh, If you put your hoods up, it might take a while before someone notices you don't have ears or muzzles. Uh, I, I assume we would have taken some of that time to, um, oh god, what's the word? Doff our armor? What's the opposite yeah. of on? Doff. I yeah. got it! I mean, is it nod? That's the opposite of Don? <laughs> so while Oduxi says don't have ears, Oduxi, it's clear that Oduxi regards humanoid ears as vastly uh, underdeveloped for the job that they should do. Uh, but I don't even want to know what they think of my ears. <laughs> right? They have no idea what's going on with you. They feel like they have to sign everything to you. <laughs> well, right. I guess we should put these on then. Um, Malagar will yeah, Malagar has a gleaming white robe that he's been wearing this whole time. <laughs> um, I guess I guess I should swap out of this, and so he he slowly peels the robe off. Uh, and as as he does so, you notice that uh, there's just um, there there's sort of a, a blinding flash of bronze from uh, about his collarbone. That sort of uh, 
it's very it's it's completely form fitting you can you can you can sort of see his pecs and abs get revealed and it goes all the way down to uh you know where the happy trail kind of oh and it just tucks right into those leather pants um but this entire torso seems to be uh gleaming almost liquid bronze (laughs) hello oh i see what you did there the uh, the uh, the knoll certainly looks at that with some consternation. Hey, don't worry, the robe will cover it up. He says as he pulls the robe around him, and I think I might even have a a leather mask that actually looks kind of uh, dog like in my bag here. Let me let me see. Right. The knoll rolls their eyes so hard you can practically hear it at the dog like remark. Well, Victor will also put on a robe. It will be a much less spectacular show. Um, Are you taking off your armor or putting it on over your armor? I I will take off my armor. Because um, in addition to the vi- the visual, it also will clank. Sure. And, um, that's a pretty oh, good thing. does have... Um, uh, offers you pieces of their armor, which is hide or leather, depending on how how you want to wear it, oh, how very. much of it you want to wear. I appreciate that. I will put on um, hide hide allocation of pieces. Okay. And then, uh, let's see. Do, do I actually want hide leather? Because I think uh, with the unarmored defense of Barbarian, I'm You're probably, probably better off without. Off without. So like, Ross will just kind of slip the robe on over his uh, finest loin cloth. <laughs> so not nowhere near as good as Malagar's, but uh, you know, you are. <laughs> Bellwin just puts the robe on over her armor, like not understanding this idea of taking it off. Like, what? What do you mean? Um. But I mean, you're gonna <laughs> clank and stuff as you walk around, right? Right. I mean, wait. I clank when I walk around. <laughs> like I was about to say, I don't think dwarves even hear that anymore. It's uh, wait, it's, wait what? It's I mean, weird that when you don't hear it, <laughs> it's a little bit more melodic, perhaps, than a uh, human clanking. But you still, yeah, you still clank. I, right. I think it's it's one so, of those sounds that they've heard since birth, so they're just like habituated. That's to that's it. just the sound the world makes. Right, like I don't I don't know what you mean, like. So you know, if we're walking through the town, people will think that you know, like you're like a tinsmith or something, but they, I don't think no if dolls have those, so it'll probably be pretty suspicious. We uh we normally smith bronze. If we want steel weapons, we'll trade for them or steal them. Oh right, there you go. I mean, we got one guy that's already bronzed, and uh, you know, I'll just take some pieces, and that way I'll have those plenty of good stuff. It'll be fine. <laughs> I can't even tell you how good this feels. It's like wearing nothing at all. Yeah, you got know, this whole hard body physique. Like, I just kind of want to tap against you and see. What yeah, you know, please do. I, I, I'm open to this. Malagar <laughs> opens the robe again. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna wait on this until after we're done with the job. 
Okay. Well, count me as interested. I'll put you on the list. Great. Alright, well, we'll have Belwin carrying metal knickknacks, so that'll give her reason, I guess, for her to clank. And I hope that uh, big... I, I know this... I know this hurts you, Ron, but I'm going to fail the stealth or any dex check anyways, so it don't matter if I have a disadvantage. Well, well but... th- there's there's failing a stealth check, and then there's, hey, that one sounds different than everybody. Yeah, like, even if we're on the other side of a wall, they'll just hear you clanking. Um, but I'm failing a dex you know. check, and then there's clank, 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 clank. <laughs> and you're already... Oh, you know, somewhat suspicious due to your proportions. Yep. But uh, you say they didn't have, you know, smaller size knolls. Our young are much thinner than you. Pretty lanky. I would, I would stop if I were both of you. I've heard epic tale about the tempers of dogs and being called both short and fat. Let's. She's thick, first of all. She ain't fat. Let's figure out a solution for her and get moving. Maybe uh, I think we're we're short on time. That is definitely not how Ross read the situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but gnolls tend to be like tall and lean. We'll deal with it as you know, as the situation arises. Maybe we can just put you in a big basket, and then you won't clank. Unless you have, unless unless it's heavy enough that they roll the basket instead of carrying it, in which case it's going to sound like somebody pushed a drum set down the stairs. We're not going to roll roll it around, but we might carry her dignified in a in a wicker basket. All right, fair enough. So the do the gnolls have beasts of burden that they carry things on at any point? That's an excellent question. Uh. Generally, no. Uh, we have been, we have stayed in this one place for several generations to the point that nobody remembers life how it was. But sometimes the old ones would talk about being more nomadic. And uh, sometimes we would have beasts of burden. They'd even train the great cave hyenas for it. But there's none currently used. The humans tend to use uh, mules. I could work with that. Alright. So we will head into town. Alright. So it is not town. And this is prior to sunset. You're still doing this in daylight hours, yes? You will head towards the concentration of the gnolls. Our goal is to rendezvous with the person that can tell us about the interior of the house. Okay. Our primary goal is not to get caught. Fair enough. Uh, as you head that way, a crumbling heap of stones comes into view in the distance. Uh, you can see a tower of modern construction rising up behind the crumbling uh, ruin. And uh, there's a variety of uh, activity there. There's a group of gnolls doing some sort of uh, training or drill with spears. And uh, there's another bunch of uh, gnolls that look like they're doing some sort of like uh, mending or clothes repair. 
There's, uh, you can see a couple of patrols of a knoll and a couple of normal-sized hyenas, like two or three hundred pound hyenas, not thousand pound hyenas. Uh, in the area, there's some tents set up in a in a square uh, behind the house. Do you actually want to go into the ruin itself, where there's a much higher concentration of knolls and perhaps others, or do you want to observe from a, a distance? No patrol. Oh, Maxim, you're the best. <laughs> uh, we'll probably be from a distance. I mean, there's okay. no real benefit to us plunging into it. I assume that the person that knows the interior of the house will be brought to us, sure. or will just walk out to us. Sure. Uh, as you yeah, as you angle around... You can see, I'll show you the overhead view since it's still after. Because my understanding is that we're not we're not really hiding from the null population. We're just going in places where um, Oduke's, Oduke's, um, uh you know, were clans that they trusted and warned were. I mean, we're, we're doing our best to keep a low profile, but it, it seems silly that we would be able, I mean, there's no way we can approach in a encampment of, of hunters unseen or whatever. Sure. Yeah, Oduxi uh, stays, uh, stays near you and um, uh, s- kind of seats you up on some, behind some walls to the southwest of the this part of the ruins. And uh, like I said, you can see several tents inside a loose enclosure of broken stone walls, including a house uh, it looks like a two-story house, various glass windows. It looks pretty nice, pretty well cared for. Uh, it's got a four-story tower on the south end of the house. Um, there are patrols moving in and around the area. And uh, Aduxi says, I will bring someone to you that has been inside the house, at least more than I have. And uh, they leave, come back about 10 minutes later with a uh, another knoll in tow. Uh, this one is... Uh, what? While we're waiting for those minutes, the sure. patrols that you mentioned, are those knoll patrols? <laughs> or are they undead or scorpions or what have you? They are generally knolls. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you can see on the map, but... Uh, it's generally a null plus. Seeing that. Oh, really? Odd. Where we are, and I'm having exciting fun times in running the game. Let's find out. I think. Oh, I am. Yeah. Oh no! Been. All right. Now Yay. everyone can see what what other members of the party were seeing, but not me. Okay. Yes. Uh, so you see a loose ruin, ruins uh, with broken stone walls. You see a collection of tents inside of the most intact walls, so they serve as some defense. And uh, that's where you see the house, with the tower on the south side. There are several patrols of gnolls, usually a gnoll and a couple of hyenas wandering around. Um, you do see uh, a large skeleton comes out of the house. Mm. and uh, walks over to the green tent, picks up a barrel, 
and walks back. And when I say large, I mean it is size large. It is takes up four squares. It is ten feet tall and has six or seven arms and three or four skulls bolted on top and uh, has various pieces of armor plating uh, welded or, or screwed into the bones. I'm fine, Baker. That is a very deluxe skeleton. It is a very deluxe skeleton. But see, stop. My lady boner could only get so erect until smiting it. Yeah, that does look like prime smite material. It might even like be, a, be a golem rather than a true undead. Your uh, your inner uh, smite sense goes off. Hmm. Excellent. Um, I will turn to our guide and ask what is in that barrel. Probably water. All right. The uh, the water that we get from of the the pools nearby. She doesn't like to drink. She says it has a taste. Hmm. Well. There's no accounting for taste with fans. No. These are the same people that keep rotting monsters at their house. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, who even does that? Gross. That is our Shira. Just out of curiosity, how scalable does the tower look? Are there are there any windows? Uh, let me look. I know you said the house itself was made out of reclaimed stone. What about the roof? Uh, the roof is made out of slate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, just telling you. <laughs> uh, just burn the roof down. Yes. So, uh, there are no windows on the first story of the tower. There are windows on the east and west sides of the second story of the tower. There is a window on the south side of the third story of the tower. And the fourth story of the tower has windows all around. And, and how scalable does it look? Like, is it is it sheer face? Or is no, it, it looks like a, a DC 13 to scale it. Okay. Oh, On a scale of 1 to 20, you think it's about a 13. Okay, okay. <sighs> if need be, I could... Climb the side of the tower to see if there's anything inside, Victor. Yeah, that might be good to know. Um, You'd be probably pretty obvious climbing on the side of it. I would want to use the cover of night. But you are right, if we were to do that, it would be unmistakable. You know, what would be really useful here is some sort of flying familiar to peek in. Well, perhaps next week. Perhaps. (laughs) Perhaps. Next week. Victor, we don't have a week. (laughs) (laughs) What is this week? Yes, you speak of. By the way, I see it at the time, at the rate of time we're traveling, he should be back within a few hours. Possibly. Ross, Ross what were you looking at just now upon your wrist? My watch. <laughs> but this watch is not just any. Oh, right. It's my invisible watch that keeps track of 
You know what? Never mind. No, no, I, I want to hear more. Yeah, what fucking sorcery is this? <laughs> it's something Wildfire gave me that said he'd be back when this hand reached this hand. So it look like hands at all. As you're watching the uh, the big uh, bony uh, thing, watching. Uh, uh, Coda, that's awful. I give you another inspiration point. As you are watching, uh, the big bony thing comes out. And it is uh, pushing a knoll in thick chains in front of it. And uh, behind it walks a slim figure in a red robe with black accoutrement. Their head is shaped bald. Their skin is pretty fair. And uh, they, uh, they say something... Uh, in some rough guttural language that none of you speak, uh, all of the gnolls in the area like make um, distressed noises, whoops of uh, concern and despair. And uh, uh, the the robed figure goes over and uh, begins kicking the knoll and does so several times. Mm-hmm. Um, she begins to cast a spell but you're more than 60 feet away. But we can still identify it. You can still identify it. Would you like to identify it? I mean, I'm going to try. Uh, You believe it is Dominate Monster. Dominate Monster. Yes. Uh, And then uh, the robed figure steps back and the knoll goes down on their hands and knees and puts their face near the robed creature's uh, overkill. Next, next to you, you can see a Oduxi like their hair is standing up. They have kind of like the their mane has gone up in kind of a mohawk almost, uh, and uh, they're they're making a really terrible growl under their breath. Mind control. I mean, is the worst. I might not know the physical characteristics of 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 Noel's page, but like. Ross's eyes go thin, and he also, like, he knows when a predator is, like, pissed. Yeah. I'm going to feed in off of that a little bit. <laughs> Seems only fair. So how far away is the Thayan wizard at this point? Uh, let's say... Are they at longbow range is what I was <laughs> Oh, yes. I mean, longbow range is, what, 600? Because you've got sharp, sharpshooter? Yeah. Well, that doesn't extend the range, but it does make it more practical to shoot that long. No, it doesn't extend the range, but you're not at disadvantage. Right, firing it allows you to use feet. the full extension of yeah. the range without yeah. penalty. I mean, Victor would just kind of like to put an arrow or two into their skull, but... Um, yes. So, uh, so the thin-robed uh, figure is here. The big skeleton thing is here. And uh, let's make an old matriarch. Going to zoom in a wee bit so everybody can see what's going on. Yes, because I made my tokens very intentionally. Paige, while you're while you're tokening, Ross is uh, since he is so acutely aware of what is happening right now. What is, I'm assuming that when this happens, all eyes are drawn to. Yeah, all work in the camp stops. 
gnolls that are drilling. Uh, I don't have them all on the field, but there's sure, uh, sure. probably a couple dozen gnolls north of the structure but who are doing some sort of military drill. Importantly, there is less attention being paid to things that are happening in and around the house as all eyes are drawn to this event. Yes, and I will point something else out you noticed. Ooh. I like Next week things. on Feats and Fables. No! 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 I live for the moans and wails of my has idea. I know, and we'll get to it next week, darling. Then we're going to have to remember that idea at the start of next session. Like, that's the do coolest you need, part. Do you need to write it down? <laughs> put like, it in chat and I'll put it in. physical paper? No, I wrote write, it down so I wouldn't, I have, wouldn't to have to remember it. Write it down in Roll20, in the Roll20 chat, because that'll still be there next week. Ooh. See, I was just going to watch this episode right before next episode next week but that is also something i strongly recommend because at that point the internet will reveal to me the secrets of what the fuck i was thinking last week ah, <laughs> only if you say it out loud like the internet's real <laughs> okay righty thank you dear dear listeners for oh fuck yes i have a point of dm inspiration i'm gonna use that next week I thought you were going to say when you that now, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Throw down. Okay. I have that there, so I will remember that next week. Uh, thank you, fellow adventurers, for joining us. Please like, follow, and subscribe. Thank you, chat, for inspiration, figuratively and literally. I'm sorry I didn't get to use the DM inspiration tonight because I had no more rolls, but I will use it next week preferably to uh, the benefit of that wizard. Uh, we'd like to thank our listeners and supporters. Y'all have been extraordinarily generous to us tonight with your many, many subscriptions and our many, many dances. Uh, Coda, who do we want to give a special shout out to? I mean, so many tonight. We've got Um Maxim with their five um, Maxim, um Maxim, Um Maxim, Um Maxim. Rally Maxim. Security uh, for, with two months. This, Yay, uh, this Ch Chakuba person. Uh, yeah. yeah. Gross. Uh, Kurgosh. Yay, Kurgosh! Blue Flounder47 with the gift subs. Thank you, Thank everyone. You. Love Thank you, very you so much. much, everybody. Please join us uh, next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitch to see what Ross's big idea was and follow us to Adventure! Tell a friend. <laughs> yes, do tell about, your friends. Tell your friends. Banana hammocks from Ross. No, right? don't tell them that. No, don't no, ever yes, tell no, no, no. I mean, listen. Whatever your entry Stop. point is, we don't, we don't care. Need this to get back to me. I want to sit down at a game table at a convention, and somebody breaks out a barbarian, a and they're like, hammock? "My barbarian's wearing a barber ham banana hammock by Ross," and I'm going to be like, "Yes." I just want to sit down at a game table at a convention, period, full stop. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> Truth. All right. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Bye, y'all. Love you.